Welcome once again to Living the Past, the podcast that goes through our month of nineties every single week. Uh, today we're doing October nineteen ninety-five. With me on this journey is my co-host Ben. Hello. Who is a sweet, sweet fantasy baby um, in this <laughs> in this world that is a vampire. <laughs> I'm so um, sad that I uh, I got that straight away. <laughs> usually, usually when you make those little things, like, oh, what's that about? Yep. But I, was gonna today, start I know that you're not calling me a sweet baby. You're just uh, referencing a song. I was going to start it off with some space hog, but then uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into them later on. Yeah, we a, might get into them. You know what? Like that song though would have been a hell of a uh, intro song. But space yeah. hog or one sweet space day. Hog. Space hog. Oh yeah. Anyway, we'll get onto that later. Uh, let's get into stuff that's uh, not. And if you can hear that in the background. Apparently the bugle went out that we're starting to record, so my neighbour has started like the most heavy duty mowing that you've ever heard. So hopefully that doesn't come true. Uh, but let's get into living in the now, where we talk about stuff that's not nineties related, and uh, yeah, just get that out of our system. Here it is. Um. So, I. I don't know. I've, I haven't got. I haven't got much. Um, I've been mostly. Look, this one's been a pretty. It's, intense... It's been heavy. The last two months have been pretty heavy film-wise, right? Um, so peek behind the curtains too. I haven't actually done the fact sheet for December yet, and I did that <gasps> last night. And holy shit, man, that is oh, a, that is, is going to be a big month for movies. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so so tired. Yeah. I was up till three thirty last night watching Leeds finally win a game, and I'm. I'm not ready for any any more work. I was watching um, an REM uh, tour uh, tour film oh. last night. It was fun from from a good era of REM uh, from '96. Okay, yeah, because cool. I started looking into some '96 stuff, and it said like that's that came out pretty early on. And I was like, oh, I might just watch that now because it's on YouTube. So yeah, um, um, I haven't watched or done a whole. I mean, we're just basically smashing through Taskmaster when we're not watching 90 stuff but um i use google docs for all my mm-hmm. like little sheets fact sheets yep uh, i discovered a while ago so it this said my storage is full and i couldn't do any more google docs which is okay. very upsetting right so i went through to delete old ones and i found some from someone that isn't me <laughs> there was Who's two a- documents in spanish Ooh. So I deleted them just immediately thinking, like, well, these aren't mine. No point. Um, but there's another one here from November 15th, 2018. Okay. Uh, this is my living in the now because I've just found this right now. <laughs> it says, to whom it may concern, Ooh. I'm writing to inform you that Benjamin, insert surname, has been volunteering consistently for the past couple of years for Silver Harbor. His task was crucial to our center as he transported donated goods from Cobbs to our kitchen. By doing this, our members can receive sandwiches pastries, and other baked goods at a fraction of the cost. Benjamin's work has been very helpful in keeping up our expe- has been very helpful in keeping our expense sorry, yes, keeping our expenses down and providing bread and baked goods to needy people in the area. Sincerely never did that. Margaret Surname, uh, volunteer coordinator. 
That's not you. No, so when I first <laughs> like, opened you, my Gmail you know account... What? That you led with that as like, um, oh, Benjamin's someone, probably me, you know, wink, wink, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the, uh, the helpful Do you Benjamin. not remember this? I used, my, I used to have a Gmail account and I would get a lot of other people's mail. I can't remember that. There was one about a guy who just bought a Honda. There mm. was someone who was moving apartments and the landlord was trying to get in touch with him. Uh, I just bought a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> there was like university applications. That's amazing. Did you, let them people, junk. did you let the people... Oh, I suppose you can't let them know. So. I did with the with the Gmail as I responded. I was like, you've got the wrong Ben, but best of luck. Yeah, you can't do it for um, this one though. No, I can't because someone in the last four oh, years man. has somehow saved a Google Doc to my yeah. drive. I don't, Do I delete it? If you want to. I mean, because, you know, <laughs> it says Benjamin. I would just assume that identity from now on because he sounds like a pretty good guy. Yeah, baked goods. Mm. I do love a baked good. I had a, like a handful of cookies. Them, like you'd give them to needy people. You'd just be eating them in the car yeah. on the way over. <laughs> Discount my butt. Uh, nice. Cool. That's a good That's a good living in an hour. Um, yeah, there you go. I've also been doing a bit of a Hanks-a-thon. Um, I just, oh, I yeah. Know, I've just been watching Hanks movies, and uh, it's been pretty delightful. Uh, saw a couple I've just uh, never, um, never seen before. So, yeah. Such watching, as? I watched Bachelor Party. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I watched the Money Pit, which is uh, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I went for right from the start, his, the start of his uh, his um, filmography. So um, he hasn't was... done as many films as I thought he had done. Like it's it's a lot, but it's still not as, as much as I thought. So he has a. Vel- it's because it, there's so many huge ones that they just. He has a pretty like big lull. He has a pretty big lull mid, um, mid to late nineties. Like he has Saving Private Ryan and stuff like that, and Toy Story. But like, it's not. There's not a lot of the. Um, I think that's yeah. when he's like, oh, I don't have to like. I can just pick and choose now. So oh, to be a later nineties, spending his money. To be a lady in ninety latter nineties, Hanks is to be, is to be God. Um, so let's get into October nineteen ninety five. The events. All right, so the OJ, OJ trial is done and dusted. Is it? Well, for least, now. So uh, he got he, he got acquitted on all charges, which a lot of people disagree with. Um, a lot of critics uh, critics of the uh, trial said that um, the judge lost control of the courtroom, um, which you know, <laughs> could be. <laughs> um, also, like the the pro- the prosecution didn't do a lot to. Uh, uh, really, sort of hit home a lot of their their theories about uh, the gloves and um, also about uh, the blood stains and, and all sorts of stuff at the, at the at the at the house at the crime scene. Um, and they also had that really super racist cop. They reckon that they, he he basically planted evidence and like with his like long history of racism in the cops, it, it was hard to like sort of dissuade that notion in the jurors' minds. Um, 140 million Americans listened or, or watched um, as the as, as the verdict was was given. Um, he was in February 1997 um, found liable for uh, some like civil charges, and I think he was um, uh, sued for a, quite a lot of, a lot of money. And as we know, he's now currently in jail for a bunch of other stuff too. So, you know, we they got him in the end. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's 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 done and dusted now. Um, we also have uh, so 
the Quebec wanted to secede from Canada and become their own nation. Um, so they had a referendum. So weird. And it got real close. It got real, real close. It was, uh, it, it, it came out as no, 50.58%. And wow. the yes was 49.42%. It was. Don't you have like a recount when that happens? Apparently it was like right down to the, um, uh, the, the wire, uh, uh, about a week after the, the, um, referendum and, and the loss, one of the yes supporters actually, uh, broke into, the Prime Minister's residence with a knife and um, was um, trying to find him, basically, to kill him. Um, wow. The, his, the um, Prime Minister's wife actually came across him first and barricaded the bedroom door so he couldn't get in. Um, and he was arrested and, and then... Um, he was actually... <laughs> he was arrested and then um, found not to be criminally responsible by reason of mental defect. Um, yeah. But, uh Yeah. It's um a lot of people like that's the, like when we start doing referendums like people get real real if, you know, if you're not part of the uh, the yeah. winning party it's like a when Dallas loses the Super Bowl I don't know some sort of sports analogy <laughs> is it Do Dallas you, or Washington one of the one of those it, states is it Washington that always trashes the the city you know you know who it was and you won't like this what it was the Vancouver Canucks about six or seven years ago. Oh, is that with the people kissing on the ground? No, that was when like they tore their city apart because they lost the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but wasn't isn't there that? like a isn't there a famous picture of like that happening in the background? And there's there's two people on the ground kissing. I don't know if they were kissing or if the guy was protecting <laughs> the girl from like the barrage of shit being thrown around. Um, but yeah, it might have been Tim Hortons. Yeah, there was donuts everywhere, <laughs> donuts and coffee. <laughs> Oh, there's just gallons of coffee and Tim Hortons going down the <laughs> Main Street, mm-hmm. Vancouver. It's um, raining again. <laughs> uh, Gianna Calment reached. Uh, she got. She was formally announced the uh, oldest person ever at 120 oh. years and 238 days. Um, Jesus. Now there was a couple of people. Like uh, apparently there was some other people who looked into it because like. And I think it was, it was on it was the state on behalf of the person because they had people in their state that were or their country that were kind of close, and they wanted to like really make sure that they weren't the ones. It's like what a weird thing to claim. It's like yeah. we're gonna tear these people's lives apart. She was born in uh, eighteen seventy five, and she would live until the uh, August nineteen ninety seven, which is just insane. Um, horrible. She. Uh, she said that it's it's down to her diet. They used a lot of uh, she a lot of uh, olive oil, so she okay. just, just drank olive oil. I drink a lot of olive. Oil. I don't mean, I don't drink it, but I use a lot of olive oil. So yeah, maybe, I mean, and probably didn't do half the other stuff I've done in my life. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So to commemorate this, uh, apparently they um, there was a documentary made um, called "120 Years with uh, Jan Calment," um, and they also. Uh, there's a CD that was recorded. It's a four-track CD um, with her speaking over musical backing, uh, oh. including rap. <laughs> so yeah, why not? They laid down some beats of her um, of her rapping, which made me think. You know, unfortunately, of just the rapid granny from the wedding singer. So <laughs> that's not unfortunate at all. <laughs> 
Oh man, I don't think I I, I I don't think I've seen that movie for quite a long time. I think I'm I'm looking forward to nineteen. Not far away. No, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So yeah, um, oldest living person. Um, and I think I don't think that uh, record's been broken. I think it's still still up there. So yeah, hundred and twenty years. Man. God. So I don't want to think about it. Uh, Cliff Richard received a knighthood. Um, my mum, nice. <laughs> exciting my mum and many other mums like all around the world. <laughs> oh, she fucking loves Cliff Richard. Oh my god! <laughs> and then you ask them why he deserves it, and and they'll just be like, "Would of course? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he deserve it? What? Of course he does. He. I can tell you one reason that he was. So I, I, you know, sometimes I'm basic. Sometimes I'll just go. Uh, Cliff Richard Knighthood is what I'll put into Google, yep. and, it will, and it will say on the seventeenth of um, it was invested. It was invested on in the twenty fifth of October, but it was actually um, appointed on the seventeenth of June. He became the first rock star ever to be honoured of the knighthood, and then wow. for some reason, he's a rock star. In the yeah. same sentence as that, in nineteen ninety six, he led the Wimbledon Centre Court crowd in singing during a, dr- a rain delay when asked by Wimbledon officials to entertain the crowd. <laughs> Oh, hey! That must be a low point. Hey, Sir Sir Cliff, <laughs> get out there and <laughs> dance, monkey boy. <laughs> Wimbledon's raining. We need you to get a sing along. How how horrible is an entertainer that like that's your job, but you're there on your day off. Want to enjoy some tennis? And they're like eating strawberries and cream, and they're like, um, so you didn't read the fine print of the knighthood? Is that if you're at an event? And there's rain. You've got to lead the everyone sing along. <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, the demographic in that audience would probably quite appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? They would have just been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that Wait, the, when uh, the players the... came back out to play tennis. <laughs> Let's just say that the seats wouldn't have been wet from the rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gross. <but. laughs> Uh, I can't go on to that next one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that one back because I can't go on to that right from there. Um, <laughs> Def Leppard played three continents in one day, which sounds impressive, okay? It was the only there in the Guinness Book of Records they played three continents in one day. All right? Now, if you look further into it, though, mm. if you do that, you'll find that they did three acoustic sets in one day, yeah. which I feel is not great. I don't think that's not much. Europe, Africa, and what were the extent of the sets? And what continents were they? Uh, so it was Morocco, England, and Canada. So Europe, Africa, and North America. North America. Um, okay. And yeah, they just they were they were they were basically just doing um, press for their new album. Um, and then there's a bunch of like press you can find. It's like in the leasing is like, oh, I'd never do it again. It's like, well, did they just play in the airport? Did they just land? <laughs> Play a couple of songs, get back on the plane, and then off they went. Yeah, it's a little tarmac. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, it was. It's. It seemed from looking at some articles around, it was one of those things like people were kind of, oh yeah, but you know, probably not the. Uh... You're not Dion Sanders, so no, you know, you're not Dion Sanders. Come down. Two sports in one day. Come on. Yeah. Leopard, what are you doing? Two Pack Shakira was released in, was released from prison uh, on a one point four million dollar bail posted by Suge Knight. Um, this will factor in a lot in the next year or so. So watch this space. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, uh, but let's also not forget that he was in he was in prison for sexual assault, and a lot of people sort of gloss over that in his career. Unfortunately, uh, we have to report that Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon 
uh, also died on in October of 1995. He was playing a show, um, and uh, he basically uh, yeah had a bad show, um, a lot of problems during the set. Went back to the tour bus, um, and then was found the next morning um, to have passed away by a cocaine overdose. And he was 28. Um, so I remember, I do remember that day. Like I remember getting like watching a bunch of news reports about it. Um, and like we we both liked. Um, by Melon when we I remember when, when we sort of looked back at him back in 92 or 93 when that, that album came yeah. out yeah um, and yeah, yeah I mean they were there was a lot more to them than that than that one song yeah yeah um, one cracking song but... and on his on his gravestone it says a uh, line from one of the songs change um, I know we can't all stay here forever so I want to write my words in the face of today and they'll paint it which is pretty pretty nice yeah, yeah it worked out quite nicely for him in a way yeah, so I mean, not uh, that nicely, but you know, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um, that is all the ev- events that are fit to print for October oh, I look, I could. What is gone... this Channel Seven? You're just going to end with a complete downer? Okay, cool. Here's sports. What a legend! What a champion! That's been a marvelous game here. Back of the net. The AFC Women's Championship. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, four countries competed in this championship. Nice. China, yep. Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. and the Philippines. The Philippines, okay. Who won? Yes. Kazakhstan. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you. The final was on the 2nd of October, so you'll have to... 2nd of November. Oh, no, wait. Oh, I, t- I heard this over from last month. That's right. <laughs> ah. um, I can tell you now. Cool. Um, we were all really like, you know, I, was, uh, I barely listened to the Mallrats episode because I'm like, I've got to fucking know what AFC. Oh, come on. The winners, my friend, were China. Of course it was. Um, <laughs> the reason I, I really wanted to mention it, the, the first game, which was in September, which was when I should have brought this up. Hmm. Um, it was China 21, Philippines 0. Jesus. And this is this is football. This is the round yeah, sport yeah. game. This is not a 21 goal Again, game. and I think I mentioned this before. I think at some point there should be a mercy rule of just like, you just let's just go and have a drink. And Yeah, there's really not. It's insane. <laughs> and then two days later... China played Hong Kong and beat them 12 nil. Meanwhile, Hong Kong, Kazakhstan drew nil nil. <laughs> Kazakhstan and Philippines drew nil nil. <laughs> oh, God. China beat Kazakhstan 7 nil. So they're just like piling on the goals while everyone else is like. So essentially, oh, Kazakhstan yeah, came second on average, on goal average. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they. Oh, good on them. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Hong Kong scored two. Oh, okay. uh, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan scored zero. Okay. Um, well, that screws that um, We'll stay in the Asian region because we have the Japanese Grand Prix, hmm. which I believe was the final Grand Prix. Ever. Or this is this is where the championship got sewn up. This is where car racing ends. Yeah, it's it's gone now forever. Yep. Um, old Shumi. Oh. I feel sad talking about Shumi now. Yeah. It seems doesn't seem right. Um he's still alive. It's just you know. I think so. 
They're very secretive about him at the moment. It is very secretive, yeah. <laughs> you may recall last month the Jaguars and the Panthers, sure. the two new NFL teams, yes. couldn't win a couldn't win a game. Yes. They both won their first games. Oh, good on them. Yeah. Good for them. No one cares. Okay. Right. So, uh, getting to my hockey news. Awesome. That's the... what we've been waiting for. Come on. Yes. All right. Well, here we are. Um, you may recall the New Jersey Devils were potentially up for sale. Yes. They agreed to stay. This is after winning the Stanley Cup. They just <laughs> won the one and only major hockey prize. And they're like, <laughs> should we leave? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it didn't. It came down to the wire. It was very close. Uh, Nashville was trying to get them. I think Seattle was also uh. um, keen on trying to steal them. Did not happen. They stayed. On the other side of the border, the Winnipeg Jets were sold to an American group. Ooh. And they were very keen on moving them to Minneapolis <laughs> because of our old friends, the North Stars. Yeah. Um, Imagine that, an American blasting a Canadian team and the first thing is like, we're going to move you down to America. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Also, Seen it all before. The uh, Seattle wanting the Devils, the Jersey Devils, um, but then not getting them and then like, oh, we'll just form our own team of the Kraken. What's with the mythological creatures, Seattle? Well, that's it's a very old town. Yeah. I was like, you know. Speaking of Seattle, yeah. um, the Winnipeg Jets sold for $68 million. Yeah. So that's like one team being bought out. So it's, it's not that's quite actually, comparable. That's actually not much. But yeah, go. Uh, the Seattle Kraken. So that was a new franchise being brought into the league. So the yeah. owners had to pay the yeah. entire league rather than just buying the owners. Um, they paid $650 million <laughs> to get into the league. And that's, just, that, and that's not adjusted for today's dollars. That's just a rot. <laughs> yeah. That's absolute madness, and that's that's hockey. Like that's not even that big. I mean, it's go, big, but it's to think it's like, oh, we're going to buy Winnipeg. Oh, that's not a that's not a funny name. The Jets, <laughs> maybe with the Winnipeg Werewolves. Yeah, uh, where's the rhymes? We'll uh, we'll keep going. Do they even have jets in Winnipeg? <laughs> How do they take off? It's just ice. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, they're still around, and they do quite well these days somehow. Okay. Yeah. Good for them. Oh, I'm happy. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this very often, but the AFL draft occurred. <laughs> you do, and then I shoot it down every time because I'm like, no, boring. It is a bit boring, but uh, little Ben Cousins movie, was picked up. Unless it's a ben movie Cousins. that has Kevin Costner in it, talking about draft day, called draft day, I don't want to know. <laughs> what about uh, is Coach Carter? Is that related? And this is a Brad Pitt film called Moneyball. And they talk about money and balls. Oh, yeah. Um, I only want to mention it because growing up as a Richmond fan, I was quite keen on a player called Ben Holland. Okay. And in October of 1995, Sydney Swans drafted a player called Ben Hollands. Hmm. Oh, Hollands. And I went to his his wiki page and was like, oh, is that not the Richmond guy? Didn't he play for Richmond? And the first line of his wiki page says, not to be confused with former <laughs> Richmond teammate, Ben Holland. Did um, There is legit a Ben Holland and a Ben Hollands that, that both, both played Richmond. for Richmond. But then did someone say, it's the no Ben Holland fan club? <laughs> and they said, oh, we can have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> um, so you said Ben Cousins um, took a break from snorting whatever he's doing and then got picked up. Yep. And I don't think he'd, he'd started doing that yet. Uh, I think he had. I think he was still... He hadn't reached the height restrictions to buy drugs yet. <laughs> he must be this tall to buy coke. Yeah. He uh, was very small. He... he. I don't like him. Uh, nah. I don't like him and like a lot of people seem to have like... Uh, I, th- I feel misplaced uh, support for him. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. Um, We're a nation is- of second chances for athletes. For... Drug out or athletes, awesome. Yeah, and I think he's had some trouble, but mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, most of his trouble is you just keep doing drugs you shouldn't do. He's not a Wayne Carey. That's not a trouble. <laughs> That's. <laughs> but like, from what I know, it's a it's a personal issue. Like, okay, it's, it's an not, he's not issue. taking out other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, I think yeah. he's been naked in the streets yelling at people, but he's not. Yeah. Needlessly cool. bashing people or like. Who- who hasn't? Or glassing people, anything like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like he's commentating on every <laughs> Friday night game, is it? <laughs> All right, let's go into the film. Holy dooly. We had a- I was I was concerned about our recording time that oh this might run really long mm-hmm. or we'd we'll be talking for ages because I watched so many films but they're all really bad so do I even <laughs> want to talk about them? Well let's let's see how it goes. So it's uh, we got Dead Presidents, Assassins, How to Make an American Quilt, Kicking and Screaming, To Die For, Blue in the Face, Jade, The Scarlet Letter, Strange Days, Get Shorty, More Rats, Never Talk to Strangers, Copycat, Now and Then, The Doom Generation, Leaving Las Vegas, Powder. Vampire in Brooklyn, Three Wishes, and Legion of the Night. Wow. That's a lot. There's Quantity, a lot of like not garbage in there that I've never heard of. I will say that in this, this year, especially, I've been trying to um, find the smaller releases too. So def- Legion of the Night is definitely a small release. It's terrible. I don't even talk about it. It's, like, it's a horror movie that you can watch on... <laughs> so a horror movie I gave one star to that you can watch free on YouTube. Um what did you watch? Because I didn't, I didn't actually get around to watching a couple of ones that I think we were going to do. Um, so. The first one I'm going to mention is the one I made the most notes about and I enjoyed the most. Okay, what's um, that? And then you told me about the writer and director of it <laughs> and now I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so we'll talk about Powder. Um, Powder was written and directed by Victor Salva. Um, people uh, who know about movies might know that he was also the Jeepers Creepers director and might also know that he is a convicted uh, sex offender. So he, this is convicted film. and served time. Yeah, so this is, like he went away. I believe this is the film that it kind of happened on. Or no, he he went to jail for it in 1988. Right, and this was his first major thing after that when he came and back I out. Don't think there's even a lot of um, remorse. <laughs> There's kids in this film. Why? Is, yeah. Why are there children in this film? And um, a bunch of people. And nudity. Were, a bunch of people were really upset because they weren't told about it before they went went to work, and they didn't. They, they didn't really sort of name names, but a lot of people like left the um set like just outraged after they found out um his past and stuff like that. So, well, despite films like The Net and Hackers, like the internet wasn't really around, so news no. media wasn't the same. It's you could can hide you imagine, this stuff like, a lot easier. Can you imagine the, the studio would just be like, "Oh no, no, we're fine, we're good, we're good." Um, yeah, so but, like the I performances in it are really good. The the yeah. story itself is kind of dumb, 
But it's an Edward Scissorhands esque type story, basically. Um, but Mary Steenburgen's in it. Lance Hendricks, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Yeah, the bad guy from Ghost is in it for two seconds. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, um they do use the R and F word too many times. They call him like mentally defective, and just because he's pale. Yeah. And the dad's all like, "No, he's too white to be my son." <laughs> like what? How? Lance Are Ringson, you racist or not? I'm confused. I like how Lance Ringson said to one of the cops, he's like, oh, what have you ever complained about someone being too white? <laughs> that yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah look, uh, I suppose, like, you know, separation art from artists, um, but this guy... No, don't do it. Yeah, this guy is a really bad guy. I, I And I, I genuinely um, liked Jeepers Creepers when it first came out. Um, it's got Justin Long on it. Um and then I even watched the second one, I, and I I watched that, and maybe I my finger wasn't on the pulse because I didn't I didn't know that until well after I, all that sort of stuff. And back in those days, I reckon I reckon I, was, I wouldn't have watched stuff if I had known that. So, also I think this film was on Disney. It is. Yeah. Yep. So. And he was yeah. in the news recently for something. He was a scene he was trying to put in Jeepers Creepers three, and people were like whoa 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 that, no that's a bit too close to what you are guilty of doing. Yeah. And he's so, like, no, that's yeah, alright. I don't. Yeah, look him up with. So don't watch Powder. Don't acknowledge yeah. it. But sadly, it, it, I did like it at the time. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, Assassins was okay. Um, it was, I, I, I messaged you. I said I've seen this movie before, <laughs> and I don't. I, I don't know. It was sometime recent, and I'm like, I actually checked and like, is this the specialist? <laughs> Yeah, basically, it's, it's pretty much the specialist. Um, Antonio yeah. Banderas is really good in it, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, I was just, I'm like, I've seen this before. I don't know um, what's going on. Um, so I wanted to watch How to Make an American Quilt, but I just, I just never got, was in Same. the mood for it. And um, I even had it from the library. I was like, oh, it's staring me right there in the face. I'm like, no, I can't. So I sent Winona packing. Um, it made me think of. There was something else we watched recently. Was it, I think it was another Winona Ryder film for some reason. <laughs> Probably. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. There was some like old timey like girls in the woods. Oh, Little Women. A, was it Little Women we it was watched? Little, it was Little Women, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Little Women. Yeah, so yeah. it just gave me that sort of feeling. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not up to one of those now. Now, Kicking and Screaming is um, I not the Will Ferrell film. No, it's not a Will Ferrell film. Um, I really wanted to watch this for a while, and I, I'd put it off um, because I, I knew it was coming up in um, 1995. And it's just... It's a Noah Baumbach-back um, film, like the, um, the guy who did a marriage story and, and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of people really like him. Um, a lot of people also like Eric Stoltz. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think anyone does that ever. Um, <laughs> I find okay. There was a point in my life where I think um, I would have liked this film. It's pretentious. It's got like um, smart people saying smart things and having smart problems in a smart world. And now I find it just like absolutely boring and just I don't get. Um, it's that indie thing. Like we had, we still work with a guy that would love this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just unless it, it got popular, and then he wouldn't. Yeah, um, this is the uh, director of Francis Ha. So if that gives you, I a don't point. know either of the films you've mentioned. Uh, you would know Francis Ha from the um, 
the front cover, uh, he was quite the, the the guy in question that we're talking about was quite a fan of it. Um, oh. Anyway, so yeah, I I tried to start to watch it, and it was just it was just so um, pretentious, and I just I couldn't finish it, so I I, I put it on my on my pile of shame and yeah that's that's that done um another one i think we both have on our pile of shame that i took several naps during because it was terrible the vampire in brookline okay so let's talk about that vampire in brooklyn um at some stage eddie murphy met up with wes craven and they decided to do a film but then they didn't have any other communication after that because like no what is this movie is it a horror movie or is it a um, nope. Eddie Murphy comedy. He even does nope. the whole dressing up as multiple characters thing. It's insane. He plays at least two others in it. Yeah, and he plays like and, um and one his white face. You basically have no idea that it is him. Like he's gone full white. You cannot tell. Yeah, that um What's the, the guy in the, in the cop station. Yeah, and yeah. look, um, it started off pretty funny. Like I, it's got the guy. It's got the dad from Friday in it. So I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and uh, Kadeem Hardison. Yes. Yep. From like Army Intelligence and something else recently. Yeah, yeah. It's I love like, that guy so much. There's parts of this that aren't bad, but then there's a lot of it that is, and it's just. Can I tell you when I realized it was going to be bad and it was all downhill from there? Yep. When Agent Skinner rocked up and tried to oh rob him. God. Skinner with. Um, why? Why was Mitch Pileggi in this film? Uh, Skinner with lots of makeup on too. Did you notice so that? much makeup? Oh my god. Um, and this was right. He he didn't need this. He was doing X Files. He was like he was about to be like a regular class cast member. He's like he, he's in it for like forty seconds. Uh, I can't can't make it to work today. I gotta go do a vampire in Brooklyn movie. Asian <laughs> Mulder. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, look, it's talk it's about funny. unusual channels. These are very unusual channels. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. Him being in this film is as bad as my impersonation of him in any film. <laughs> I gave it one and a half, you gave it one. So I gave it one because, although it was good for having little micro-sleeps in, um, they, make, they make a fugitive joke when he pulls his arm off. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. And <laughs> <laughs> <was> <laughs> mechanical arm. <laughs> Professor. That was great. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch Bill in the Face, I didn't watch Jade. Um, I think our mutual friend Matt was quite the fan of Jade, um, which kind of made me not want to watch it. <laughs> is it. Is it sexy? It's got uh, the guy from CSI Miami that takes off his glasses quite a uh, bit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to watch Leaving Las Vegas because people talk about that being one of the like Nick Cage films that made Nick Cage. I tried, and again, I'm sure at some part of my life I would have loved this movie. Um, it's not this, not not this moment. It's just <clears throat> okay. I think it's also not to like you know. I don't. I make no sort of secret about it. Like I don't really drink anymore. Um, you don't drink, um, mm. and I know that like you know you don't have to to understand like the um, power of addiction and lots of stuff. But like when the movie is like really, it's so centered on alcohol and alcoholism and um, and just. Wanting to like, he basically goes to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Like he's just he's had it sort of thing. He meets up with a um, sex worker in Elizabeth's shoe, and um, um, and it goes from there sort of thing. But like, and then they leave Las Vegas at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's all happy at the end. Um, yeah, I just 
yeah, I just I just didn't have the time. I didn't have the I didn't have the the the, the want. Um, there is a couple of really funny Nicholas Cage bits at the start where I'm like, oh, I can see like you know he's he's he, apparently he really wanted to do this movie and um did a lot of sort of um like I think he he, he was really into the into the role, but mm. um yeah, it's it's not it wasn't for me. It's not for you, Jen. Um, do you have, <laughs> do you have something going on at your place? Like, have you got? Oh, yeah, apparently there are. Uh... Angle grinding next door. Okay, I was just wondering in the house was... that they've been building for the last fourteen months. <laughs> I was wondering if it's like the the connection. That's okay. All right. Um, now, did you watch Get Shorty? I did. It's kind of boring, yeah. Yeah, it's, I... it starts off really good, and John Travolta's really good there, and then it gets very talky very quickly. Um. And I think I just, someone read the script for Usual Suspects and was like, oh, <laughs> "Let's do this, but make it more cool and Hollywood." But this is a, this is like right at that stage where it's like, "Let's do gang." This is like uh, this is very much a post Pulp Fiction movie. Like, let's do like little different gangsters, and we've got the guy from Pulp Fiction. Let's like make him like basically a hitman, even though like it's like there is one really good bit at the start where he punches um, this dude in the nose. Uh, um, Italian Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina, yeah. Yep. Um, he keeps getting like beaten up throughout the entire movie. It's pretty funny. Um, it's very. Um, uh, was it Snatch? I think did that to him as well. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Good. and like and the, the performances and stuff too. And I remember it was like, apparently it was like a really big thing to get Gene Hackman at the time because he was like very very picky at that stage about and him. playing a different role too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, you don't often see Gene Hackman play like a wiener and a pathetic loser. Yeah, and it's just oh, hey, I just um I just didn't. Uh, feel at this time. Um, I will say that uh, one of my first kisses was through watching Get Shorty with someone. <laughs> well, I mean, you do anything rather than watch that film because we, we were both bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's um, yeah, it's it's not um, it's not good. Um, and I I tr- I really try. it's not bad. It's just kind of dull, and I think it tries to seem complicated and like they've ripped up Ocean's Eleven. Um, but then it has it's, it's a movie that's got like the um it's got the blueprints for a bunch of other movies in this movie. Like I don't, I th- I think this movie helped a lot of other better movies get made because it showed that like we can have like this sort of gangster Hollywood sort of connection thing. Like it was yep. an El- it's an Elmore Leonard book, which is what Jackie Brown was based on. He gets a bunch of other stuff made as well. Um, and I think also that we've talked a lot about the cast of nineties films, where at the time. The cast wasn't that cool, but you look back at it. But at the time, you got Gene Hackman, big star. Renee Russo, yep. you know, Lethal Weapon, she's doing all right. John Travolta. Delroy Del Lindo in this movie is actually pretty good. And, 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 and James Gandolfini with hair. <laughs> yeah. Delroy's always great. Danny DeVito. Yep. Nothing to laugh at. Um, who else? There are some other like good little, not cameos, but I liked, oh, they had um the balding guy uh, that plays the, Guy that's stolen the money that ended up in Oceans. Oh yeah, or yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's he's in Ocean Setting. Yeah. And uh, most notably, they had Greg from White Lotus too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Gets uh, around. And Dennis Farina, obviously, is pretty funny. Uh, so we also go. Um, I I try to get Strange Days because I know that's um that's a really cool movie. It's got a a very young, um, Rafe Fiennes in it. Um, but it's very hard to get a hold of. Uh, we also had 
I remember watching the Doom Generation back in the day because like that the front cover of Doom Generation looked like such a rip because it's got um a rip of Pulp Fiction. It's got I believe um who's the uh, from Scream um, the the friend in Scream they get stuck in the roller door. Jamie um, Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> no, Rose Byrne. Rose McGowan, yeah, and she's wearing Rose like McGowan. a she's got she's wearing like a um basically the same type of wig that uh, Uma Thurman's wearing in Pulp Fiction. Um, but it's it's a more of an arty sort of um, road movie. Um, I remember it being in the cult section. We had a cult section at Blockbuster. Yeah, we did. And um, that movie was always like front and center. Um, I don't know how culty it was, but you know, it was, <laughs> um, I don't know how. No culty. one was renting it. So, I don't know uh, how culty very cult. Most of um, let's. Is there anything else that you watched that is on this list? I watched now and then, but similar to Get Shorty, I didn't really know what was going on. You know, I saw it, and I, I'm not gonna. I'm always going to make sure that I uh, name check uh, reviews on Letterboxd because there's one that says um, "could have done with less of the now," <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know what? It could have just been a, a, an entire movie set back in the 1960s or 70s. Sorry, because um, that that part of the movie is great. When it comes back to the nowadays, and it's got like um, Demi Moore and um, Rosie O'Donnell. It's, yeah, it never really made much sense. Like, what what are they here for? Um, Showing that they do come back together if they need to. Yeah, and like it's basically. Uh, I mean, this this whole movie is held together um, by uh, fuck Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah, I I remember things sometimes. Um, <laughs> And it's, it's it's a coming of age. It's kind of like the, um, their own, like a, a like you know, for for a female version of Stand by Me in a way. Um, yeah. Ex- except like instead of a dead body, um, they're trying to raise spirits um, in the local cemetery, and they find this uh, this boy who was I think eight when he died, or so. he was very young when he died, and they're, they're trying to and they're, they're trying to find out what happened to him and there's no when they go to the town charter and stuff like that the page has been ripped out and there's there's no evidence of who he was or what happened um but it kind of gets bogged down like that that could have been like a really good overarching overarching story but then like a lot of other stuff was in there too i think they try to like load it up too much but um i remember watching this back when i was um younger too and and i really liked it so yeah this was this was pretty good i gave it actually three stars it was nice but th- there was too many Casper Part Two moments for me because I <laughs> hate Devin Sauer and I always will. I just watched uh, Final Destination the other day too, and I kept thinking yeah. how much you hate him. He's the worst. <laughs> um, and Thor, I feel bad because the kids in this are actually like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, Thora Birch is so bad. <laughs> oh, she's she looks bad. like an eight-year-old amongst like teenagers, and she acts like one. But um, you've also got Janine Ruffalo, so who cares? Yeah, she plays like this sort of weird. Um, I believe she's trying to get Christina Ricci into lesbianism. <laughs> I don't know, but um, well, that's the other thing. Um, we're talking about this with friends last night because watching it, you when they go to the now part and Rosie O'Donnell, yeah, and you get this. Partly, you're projecting because you know of Rosie O'Donnell's situation, but you're like, is she a lesbian well, she, in this? Well, no, she wasn't lesbian. She, she, hadn't, at it. she hadn't come out yet by this stage. Um, no, they, that oh, no, was... but I mean, like, currently, like, we know. Yeah, but, like, um, it was written as her being a lesbian and they changed it 
in the yeah. uh, in the ADR. So so, um, you, but you don't know watching it. Like, do you get kind of a feeling of it because that's what initially they'd planned, or do you get that feeling because yeah, you I know think, that? I mean, if you look through the reviews, like everyone, a lot of girls are saying, all females are saying in the reviews that like, this is like a it's a lesbian movie. Like it's a, it's a movie yeah. about. Um, especially Christina Ricci and, and stuff like that. Um, if they'd made it now, it'd be very different. Yeah, yeah. And um, look, uh, and I think we, um, Gabby Hoffman, um, who plays the younger um, Demi Moore character. Yeah. She, um, I think she's about to take a big break from. She's in the movies for like another ten, fifteen years after this. So like I know that she had a she had a huge break from him for a while. Mm. Um, and also, uh, we got a, we got the uh, uncredited drifter of Brendan Fraser, of a yeah. guy that's just come back from the Vietnam War and giving a um, bunch of kids cigarettes. <laughs> Sexy Brendan. Yeah, no, he looks pretty good in this. Um, yeah, he does. And uh, but yeah, just just sort of popping in, he's just like I was walking past from um, what 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 would have he just been in in seeing him? No, no, seeing him, man. Uh, yeah, that would have been a few years ago. <laughs> he's just still hanging around. <laughs> He's just waiting for the mummy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about it now and then. Like, it was nice, but uh, I don't really know what happened. Like, I mean, not that anything has to happen. It was, it was well, cute, but like, there's also that weird bit at the end where for me. Um, she has a baby, and then I don't know. They don't sort of say how much time's passed, but then she's up with she's up in a in the treehouse with the baby. Um, I'm not sure if it, I think Demi Moore's smoking around it too, which is <laughs> just like whatever. Um, yeah, it's a nice man. And then they go down, go down, and they see like the there's a um, bunch of kids playing Red Rover, and that that lady who's just had a baby, <laughs> she would not want to be being like pum- pummeled in the abdominal <laughs> abdominal area by a bunch of kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, how you get tough. Look, my my standout for the month was to die for. Um, I picked it up on um, it's on SBS on demand. I think it's actually leaving this week, so by the time you listen to this, you might not be able to watch it anymore. Um, it's a really good movie about uh, Nicole Kidman plays a local weather lady who um, just wants to basically be on TV and be famous, and then she's married to um, Matt Dillon, um, but then she sort of gets a bit bored of him, and um, she's making this documentary about kids and meets a very young Joaquin Phoenix and a very young um, Casey Affleck, and yeah. then gets them to murder her husband for her. Oh. And it's really well done. Um, it's done sort of in um, like a true crime sort of documentary thing. Like they're being interviewed, like all the people, all the major players are being interviewed. Um, Red Foreman plays uh, her dad in it. Um, Nicole Kidman tries really really hard for an Australian accent not to come through and like sometimes <laughs> she's successful and sometimes she's not um, but it's it's really Julia good. must have been busy huh <laughs> uh, so yeah um, but yeah I, I, I think I believe it's Joaquin's one of his first roles like I don't know um, uh, yeah probably I can't think of anything else he might have done before uh, and apparently they, they've specifically I, I, I believe Ben because Gus Van Sant directed it. Um, and I will say that apparently Casey's the one that passed on the Google hunting script um, to him during this thing. thing and oh. the, rest is, the rest is history. So, Wow, there you go. Oh, no, he's in Parenthood in 1989. Um, he plays um, the son of one of the kids in that. So, 
but yeah, um, it's really my, my choice was very, very much heading towards copycat. Oh, we haven't talked about copycat um, yet. Because Harry Connick is, I don't know if he's good because he's not in it a lot or if he's good because he is actually quite good. Oh, no, I, I believe that he he has used just the right amount of 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 time in the, in, in this movie. Like, I, I don't think... Um, I it's when I went to watch it and then he ends up in jail and you don't see him again. I was like, hang on, isn't he the bad guy? But he's not the bad guy. It's baby Val Kilmer that's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, um, yeah, baby Val Kilmer. <laughs> and then Mulder and Scully. Oh, man. Um, Hardcore Mulder and Scully. This is really like... Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I even sort of got a bit um, Clary Starling, um, which obviously is all, all sort of rolled into that, that character. Oh, but, yeah. The way to, she speaks but, as well. But let's give Holly Hunter her due because I think she's amazing in this. Um, she's pretty good. She's not very good at saving her friend's life. <laughs> but that's no, partly his fault. Uh, that, that's oh, where that's where it lost me. I, when I was pretty died. into it. Yeah. And who's the guy that... I always confuse him with someone else. Like there's a bit of Carl McLaughlin about him, but there's there's three actors yeah. that will kind of look and act the same, <laughs> and I can't remember the other one, but it will um, come to me. Uh, like but yeah, to... so there's that scene where he is being held hostage by the guy that got arrested. Yep. And she gets the guy's attention, so he turns and she shoots him in the shoulder. Oh, man, and then so... they all just stand there. Yeah. Everyone, the room full of cops, the guy's right. They're all just stood there, and then he reaches for his gun to shoot him and who was it Dermot bends down in front of the guy to get oh, his gun and blocking her shot and then he gets shot and dies while everyone else just watches but the best part of that whole thing is the slow motion donut fall because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like it's like that really really uh, slow motion so dramatic. dramatic it's like but it's just this donut falling and bouncing off the ground and then just blood all over it as well no no <laughs> donuts <laughs> Um, so Gordy Weaver plays a um, an expert on uh, serial killers who is attacked by Harry Connick Jr. at the start, and then becomes like a shut in, and she can't leave her her, her apartment. Um, I think she does really well in this too. Um, yeah, she. I, I've got a thing for Gordy Weaver swearing because she does it really well, and mm. she drops it into conversation. Like, I don't think that's how the lines were written. I think she. She def- and she does it in a few other movies too, but yeah, um, she's terrifying sometimes. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Um, so yeah, and, and I do the- feel sad for her friend. Yes, because yeah. you, you oh, forget. Yeah, his, um, you don't got- see that coming until it's coming. No, he's, oh, she's got a friend that that's basically like um, helping her rehabilitate, and then he gets um, murdered um, quite. And the, the way that he drugs him. Oh, man. They're in this nightclub, and um, Baby Val Kilmer puts two drinks on a table in front of everyone. Pulls out a little pill from his pocket yes. and plainly just tips it into one drink <laughs> in front of everyone and carries on. Maybe it's just a thing to do back then. Um, so yeah. we've got uh, um, also uh, the, the, so the serial killer in this movie is copying the crimes of other famous serial killers. Uh, and I think this is really sort of getting into that whole like, we'll, soon we'll have Kiss the Girls, um, like uh, that sort of whole um, subgenre of serial killer and mentor um, cop thing um, mm. going on, and uh, I'm all in for it. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, some good ones coming, I think. Actually, but they're now the midday thrillers. Ish. But they're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe I'll, I'll wait to the end then, because I'm not sure if I'll pick to die for or copycat. 
They also uh, used the police in this, which is always nice. <laughs> That's weird. Murder by numbers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and not the film where um, Sandra Bullock gets attacked by a baboon. Do they also use the song in that? Surely they'd have to. It's when she gets attacked by a baboon. Oh. <laughs> Sandra Bullock gets attacked by a baboon in that movie. Does she? Um, it's I always so forget the guy's name. The the other cop that she used to date. Will Patton. Also, don't date don't date your workmates. Nah. Will Patton. It's very unprofessional. Who um, you might know him from the latest Halloween movies because he's in that. Yes. And Armageddon. He's been around. Yeah, the Halloween movies. That's, that's how I know. <laughs> Armageddon. Um, right. But he's he's such a dick in this film. He is. And then oh, when he tries to cry, <laughs> we were saying how bad it was. And then I stopped. I was like, hang on. He hated him. He's like, this afternoon, I wish that he was he would die uh, uh, and then he died it's like then, maybe he is maybe his fake crying is so bad because he's he's faking it he's glad he's actually dead and he can get back in with his ex I do like a good cop fight at a crime scene yeah <laughs> like, it happens very it doesn't happen very often but like in a movie where like yeah you just get two hothead cops like and then no doubt just destroying evidence with every like stupid step they take um, towards each other I'm just like ah, oh, it's amazing I also like the, uh, there's an obvious age difference. So he's the old cop that had the girl and he's lost it. And now he's just shit and grumpy. And then the new sexy young cop comes along and he makes a joke at one point about giving her a kiss. Mm. Like that, that's your ex. Don't make those comments. But then Dermot comes up. He's like, I'll give you a kiss if you like. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was really amazing. Like, oh, to be he's... young and cocky and attractive. Good for he's... you, Dermot. Yeah, he's he's good. What's yeah. what I know him most from? Um, I suppose. Oh, he's been in so much. Oh, he's in Zodiac. Dermot, he? is he? Yeah, just he's like he's one of the like. I mean, who's not in Zodiac? Um, maybe it's on TV. I don't know, but like, yeah, he like he's he's got a he's got a like he's got a nice face. I like his face. He does. Um. So let's go on to the box office. We got uh, for the US box office, we had seven Get Shorty, Assassins, Dead Presidents, and How to Make an American Quilt. Um, I did really want to see Dead Presidents, and I just didn't get time. Oh, yeah. I watched I, that. I, I, I saw that back in the day, and um, I remember it being a bit full on, and I don't think I was in the mood for that. So It was. Um, I remember it being a. Is that the one with the ears? Ears. He's got a, he carries he's got a, a, he's got a, he carries a head around. No, that's Universal Soldier. Oh, okay, yeah. No, he carries a head around. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And he carries it around for luck, and then he gets rid of it, and then they find one of their friends with his guts hanging out. And yeah. he stays alive for a long time. <laughs> but I, I grew up remembering this. I probably didn't watch it as a kid because it is a lot. I thought it was a heist film. Yeah, that's what it's sort of billed as. But like, um, I, I, the, I remember it as being... The poster and the intro makes it seem like that's it, a robbery film. I remember it being a war film. So. The majority of it is like so. It starts off with them in the Bronx, I think. Yep, Bronx or Brooklyn, um, just being little dickheads around town, and then all of a sudden they're in Vietnam, and then all of a sudden they're back trying to get their lives together. Um, Chris Tucker gets addicted to heroin. One of them goes off mm-hmm. and becomes a priest. One of them's an alcoholic. It's a good little cast, and like it's it's well done. But yeah, it's not what I expected. Martin Sheen's in it for like three minutes. I oh, good on him. Yeah. You asking me out. <laughs> Playing his arm Tanzarian role. 
uh, yeah, it was it was good, but there wasn't enough robberies for me. <laughs> I need more robberies in yeah. my uh, in my films. All right, so um, so yeah, the US box office um was there, and then for the Australian box office, uh, we have Pocahontas, Dangerous Minds, The Bridges of Madison County, and Assassins. Um, and I hope you like these Australian box offices because I started doing 1996 last night and I do not have any listing for them whatsoever. So we're not been doing Australian box office next, oh. next season. Weird. Um, weird. Uh, so let's go on to TV. Okay, so there's not a lot. Um, the Street Fighter animated series and the Dumb and Dumber animated series um, look like this is the definitely the golden age of tie-ins to movies. Um, I believe three of them were Jim Carrey related. So we had this one with the mask, and at the end of this year we'll have an Ace Ventura one as well. So it was the time for cartoons, hey? It was, yeah. Like, like and, they would make a cartoon out of anything in the mid '90s, and Cheese TV would be playing them all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to talk about um, Goosebumps. Um, I didn't really, I don't remember. I remember I, me and my wife watched a couple of episodes, like, like sort of had a look at it today. Um, I definitely remember the theme song, but I don't remember really anything else than that. I used to write, I used to read the books at school by R.L. Stein, the Goosebumps books. Like, they were really little, nice little slices of horror for kids. Um, I had a look through I remember watching like, a little bit of them. My biggest thing for these types of things is always to check which celebrities that grew up. Room and yeah. there's not a lot, but um, Hayden Christensen was in probably like the most famous episode, the Slappy the Slappy the Doll. He's the main um, guy in that. Slappy. Uh, Ryan Gosling, isn't it? Um, of course. And then there's a couple of other people. I think they were like regulars on Grey's Anatomy and sort of thing. But um, there was also the guy who is the first person to buy the brake pads off Tommy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I watched. A trailer for Goosebumps is like one of those TV shorts, like the promo ones, not just like yeah. an ad, but like the full promo. Yeah. And in one of the little clips was the guy from Tommy Boy who buys the brake pads. Oh, okay, cool. Can I remember? <laughs> yeah, vaguely. I could shit in a can and call that guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you know, cartoons. I look, you know that movie like too well. Too well, apparently, yeah. Way too well. Um... I will right. say um, I had big plans to watch some American Gothic episodes yeah. for this month. Yeah, because you did that. Um, because I assume that they aired throughout September, October, and the rest of the year. Have you looked at the dates for them airing on IMDb? No. It is all over the place. They're like the first one, September 1995. The second one, June 1996. The third one, October 1995. It's weird. What? Like that. Sometimes, like they would. Um, pull episodes to sort of like get because I know it it fought a lot to get sort of um it had a cult following but not like a really big following so maybe they're like oh we'll take the second episode out and swap it with like one of the better ones at the end of the season sort of thing I'm not sure but that's kind of weird yeah it's very very weird yeah Um, but I'll watch some at some point maybe we'll do like a whole episode on it who knows yeah maybe yeah maybe we'll do a whole season on it (laughs) Mm. do you think I'm gothic um, <laughs> uh, SNL, we uh, SNL came back. Um, we had uh, Chevy Chase and Lisa Loeb for an episode, so you know, half oh, Lisa, half good. Um, yeah. David Schwimmer, probably quarter good because Chevy's huge and Lisa's small. 
Can you imagine David Schwimmer hosting an episode of SNL? SNL? Like, fucking hell. I really can't. Um, and Natalie Merchant, which would have been good. And then we had Gabriel Byrne and Alanis Morissette, which would have been nice. Amazing. So I'll try and find some clips from that and put it up. Um, I do say that and then don't do it. So maybe don't get excited about that. Um, imagine Gabriel Byrne. He would just feel like <laughs> grumpy and just <laughs> glaring at people. He wasn't as grumpy in 95. Just the usual suspects. He was just gla- glaring the entire time. Yeah. All right, so now it comes to the time where Ben makes a bunch of uh, apologies for him not being able to do the uh, We Didn't Guess the Name, which is going through all the guests that were on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, because we're huge Late Night with Conan O'Brien fans here. We, we, he goes through every single guest that was on it for October 1995, but he does it to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire by My God and Rainforest Warrior. Billy Joel. All right. Five, four. How's the song go? Three, two, one. Go. Larry Miller, Lauren Horton, Joan Osborne, L. Cool J. Blake, Clark, Cindy Adams, Linda McCartney, Penelope, Ann Miller, Ugly Kid, Joe, <laughs> Chevy Chase, Roma, Downey, Veronica Webb, Mario Van Pebbles, Lila Kenzie, The Meat Puppets, Jeff Foxworthy, Angie Everhart, David Hume Kennedy, George Foreman, Carly Travis, Edwin Collins, Paul Savino, Rich Hall, Joe Ellie, Patrick Stewart, Sean, Marlon Waynes, PJ Harvey, Jeff Stilson, Robert Leach, Jeff Greenfield, Janine Garofalo, and Ray Davis, Larry King, Jeff Garland, and Johnny Johnson, Susan Summers, Sharon Lawrence, William Wegman, and Daphne Zuniga, Patrick Swayze, Malcolm Getz, Brian Wilson, Ray... Bradbury, Reggie McFadden, David Hasselhoff, Harvey Fowler, Ty England, Dr. Ruth Wessenhorn, Kevin Cleaner, Bob Odenkirk, and David Grass. <sighs> is, that, is that it? That's, it? Yeah, that is it. I can dream okay. went to talk about her like three minutes that she was in now, now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, and now we go on some music. Okay, so for the ARIA charts, we had Fantasy by Mariah Carey. We also had Entrance with Staying Alive. And we also had Coolio, Gangster's Paradise, which I can tell you will stay that way for until January in 1996. <laughs> Not mad about it. That's all right. No. Um, what else would it be? Exactly. Uh, did we ever Although, does, does Fantasy or One Sweet Day not... Nope. Surely, one sweet day is a challenge. In, uh, one sweet day is in. Um, this is it. Oh, the single isn't out yet. Oh yeah, we talked about this on the. Uh, oh yeah, we've done. Charts. Yeah. yeah, we don't need this on the dance floor. <laughs> then for the Billboard charts, we had Mariah Carey "Fantasy" and also Whitney Houston "Exhale Shoop Shoop." Okay. Sure. Yeah, um, that is from from waiting to exhale. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, the song, the song "Exhale" is from waiting to exhale. Well, who knows? One of the weirdest, stupidest jokes, but it always makes me giggle, is when they're renting movies in The Simpsons, and they said, "Oh, we wanted waiting to exhale," but they said, "Don't hold your breath." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like if they did that joke now in season 39 that you would go, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the music of... Uh, there's, there's so much. There is so much. 
Um, do, do you want me to throw out the artists and not the album names? Yeah, throw out the artists for me. All right. E17, Luden Rainer at third, Oasis, Iron Maiden, Dismemberment Plan, Deftones, Mariah Carey, Four Scores, Candlebox, Ruben McIntyre, Greta, Tears for Fears, Toto, Katie Lang, Mr. Bungle, Dog's Eye View, Poe, Green Day, KRS One, Lone Star, The Clean, Semi Sonic, Insane Clown Posse, Rocket from the Crypt, Fleetwood Mac, No Doubt, Melancholy, Great Big C, Robin, Suggs, Claywater, Maloko, Nikki Woo, Chumbawamba, Onyx, Erasure, The Magnetic Fields, Simply Red, Thrasher Pumpkins, Ozzy Osbourne, Guar, The Rentals, Brian Eno and Joe Wobble, Corner Shop, Ace of Base, Pulp, Cypress Hill, The Dog Pound, and No Means No. <laughs> um, I didn't. How I didn't that? put. I didn't put all of them. That was good. Um, I didn't put all of them on my playlist. So uh, no, you did not, because the list was even longer. I've deleted a lot. Let's and start I'll off with. Continue um, to delete some. Let's start off with the Wild Roses Grow, which um, I really like that song by Nick Cave. And uh, oh, I didn't even mention that, did I? Carmen Oak. It's um, <laughs> no, you did not. Um, <laughs> Let's start with the thing you didn't talk about. <laughs> uh, I just and look. Um, he he wrote this for um Kylie. Oh, he said he had something and um. It, uh, I think it goes together quite well. Um, I think they, I think it might have caused. I've heard it caused a couple of um, problems in the bad seas because um, the bassist Blixer um, was the original singer on this one, but then he got a little bit sort of oh. shitty that um, it got, got given to Kylie. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, look, um, it's just it's a good song, I guess. Like the film, the film looks great too. Is that what they call it? Sure. Um, Echo Belly. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. Not not their strongest. No. But um, I'm glad they're still going. Uh, we've got Nine Black Poppies by the Mountain Goats, which I think is the second release for this year. Um, oh, that's that's three things I didn't mention. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, it's funny because like the songs on this one, uh, he's been doing a. Uh, a a tour just with him and the um the piano player from Mountain Goats and they've been playing a lot of these songs uh, a lot of people are requesting these songs so they've been doing a lot of nine pop nine black poppy songs which is kind of cool um we got the Vandals who I look I'm I've been always a uh pretty pedestrian Vandals fan um and you do you also like the Rentals no <laughs> I, I thought, thought that I, was Paul Rock. I thought I did, but I didn't. Uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, no, let's get to an out. It's not. Um, I. That's the and the start always makes you think of pavement. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's um instead of it's just a different sort of woo. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. It's all in the woo. It's all in the woo. It's got the guy from um, uh, Weezer in it. It's got the bass player from Weezer. Oh. Weird. Yeah. yeah. It does sound a little bit Weezer too. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on The Sea and the Cake. What do you think? The Sea and the Cake? Yeah, that was, that was, that was a band that was on there. It was all right. Oh. Um, yeah. Tell you what, I was actually yeah. surprised. Um, did you, because you, you have you have been a big fan of the Meat Puppets. Um, like yeah, this album did not get me the same. But it's like, it's because it's, it's like completely different. Um, I really liked Head. I've heard that song somewhere before. I'm not sure where. But um, yeah, this this is really different to their other stuff. Yeah, I think they're a bit like that. Like they, they are a bit diverse. They can be a bit all over the place. 
Um, but it, it didn't really sell me. Ammonia, um, <laughs> another one I did not mention in the list. Uh, it's just this over and over again. I don't mind it. Yeah, but like, it's up there with like Candlebox and. Well, these guys were Australian, that? and um, I remember that they were always included on those specials on like V and stuff like that. They always put the, this this clip in after a regurgitator and powder thing and stuff. I just it just never got to the same like. I just found it a little bit too repetitive. Um, Them and Candlebox and Sponge, I put in the same box. Mm. Yeah, no, like I, it's, I can, it's, I can... it's good background soundtrack music. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, we also got, well, I don't really want as much to E17, but it didn't sound, um, yeah, that great. Yeah, skip. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about uh, uh, Oasis. If you, well, if you want, if, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> you don't have to. I do. Like, it's a good album. I can't say that it's not a good album. There's not good songs. But can you separate the dickhead from the song? Because there's <laughs> two pretty big ones. This is the, the the one thing that I found out about this album, which I found quite uh, interesting, is have you ever heard of... Um, uh, there's a thing called The Loudness the loudness War. Have you heard about that? No. All right, so The Loudness War is about... It's like a mixing technique. Um, basically saying that music has gotten louder over like the last um 20 years sort of thing um if you look it up on wikipedia there's like a um they they show a single song um and the and then uh, show the wav files of its original 1980 release and then the remasters and lots of stuff throughout the years and like the wav lengths gets like way bigger and bigger like it gets louder huh. Um, and this apparently Oasis is the way that they mixed it. It's just a wall of sound. And I, I sort of, um, every time it came up on the, if I put the, the, the playlist on shuffle, um, I did notice that there was like, it's just, it's just everything's up on front street. It's like, it's everything. Um, and then they have to sort of weave, um, Gallagher's vocals sort of into it. And it's just, it is a wall of sound. Um, yeah. So, Which is kind of good though like i well, it's good but then like it I just like it. It, it does get it, it do lose bits it does get a bit of um a bit muggy um in it but i i mean i look i found out with champagne supernova i loved that yeah. song in high school i thought it was amazing and now i listen to it, it's like this is yeah it's a ball of sound that just goes for too long yeah i really like this song just the beatles yeah yeah I really like uh, Noel's jacket in the clip for that. <laughs> it's um, brown. It's a brown zip-up hoodie. It's yeah. got like the um, circular lines going through. I've always, I've fucking, I've always wanted one, and I've never been able to find one that's not like ridiculously um, expensive. Um, obviously, Wonderwall was the Weird. big um, uh, clip up for this album. And look, you know, legit good song. It's 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 probably not going to be on my end of the song list because it's been on everyone's end of the song list for this particular year, like since nineteen ninety five began. Um, but you know, it's it's um, credit something from this album could very much make it because it is. Mm. I used to always think good. that um, with that line um, "need a little time to wake up" in uh, "Morning Glory" was them calling someone a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to just listen to it. Hang on. Yeah. 
You'll never hear it the same way again. <laughs> Need a little time to wake up, wanker. Yeah, wake up, wanker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't Sounds re- like something to say. I didn't listen to much of the dismemberment band, but I just I did find out where their name comes from, which is a Groundhog Day reference to Ned Ryerson. Um, ah, nice. He says he says like um oh, yeah I've got all sorts of like injuries and dismemberment plans, <laughs> so that's where they got the. Uh, uh, I like them so much more already. Yeah, they're not bad. But I didn't uh, like them at all, so that yeah isn't much. Uh, so we got um fantasy by Mariah Carey. Mar- Mariah Carey is it's called um I think it's got old dirty ba- bastard from Wu Tang. Okay. Um, she wanted okay. to do so. I know, do, do you know a lot about Mariah Carey's like her personal life and stuff like that? I do not. So she was Hit me with it. She was married to the um, basically the head of Sony at the time. Like yes, um, and she wanted to do a little bit. And oh, the other thing that I found about this, she recorded a secret punk alternative grunge album during this time, and then the the Sony refused to release it because they thought they thought the songs weren't good enough. So they got another singer to come over and um, sing over the top of Mariah Carey's vocals. They're still on there, but they're just sort of like down. But yeah, there's a there is another there is a unreleased. I think they released it now. I can't. It's not on. Um, I don't think you can get it on Spotify or anything like that. But yeah, there is there is a, a, a it out there, and it's um, what's it called? It's um. Yeah, it's 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 just really interesting that she she wanted to try all these different things and um, they just uh, they wouldn't allow her to do it. They're just like, no, go do like the thing that we um that we want you to do. <laughs> uh, last year, I think someone's ugly daughter. Yes, someone's ugly daughter. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they they were she was doing that at the time too. So yeah, what happened was Tommy Motler, um, who was the CEO of um, Columbia, um, sorry, not Sony, Columbia. Um, he wanted her just to. He didn't like the fact that she wanted to put some rap on fantasy, um, and she he didn't like the whole direction that they were going in. And this is like the the start, the breakdown of their marriage because obviously she wanted to um, to have a bit more say in her um, career, which is completely fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's legit good song. Uh, there's, there's not the first time we've come to Carry Town and <laughs> been happy to stay. See, this is this is a good carry. This is washes out the Wayne carry and just giving the Mariah carry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then obviously she did one, one, one sweet day as well with Boys and Men. That will be on the charts for the next like fucking three months in America. Um, I'll give you a bit of a taste of that. I don't actually remember this song that well. Um, Surely when it hits the chorus, you do. Oh, yeah. Maybe. There's also, there's a bit, I think, like the second chorus or the third chorus where the drums do that snap and, like, all the instruments stop. Oh, nice. I can love it when the songs do that. Um, you really like uh, the uh, the boys to men, uh, the, the nitty-gritty of their... Because they're, they're the ones that did the... Um, the tuba or the, the trumpet sound, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to mention for Squirrels, the band, because unfortunately uh, they were touring this album and then three of them got killed in a uh, um, oh. a crash. So 
they the, they did reform and they then all um and get new people in and did stick around for a little bit longer but yeah this um this band for squirrels which were pretty good um the the song yeah, got, um the mighty kc is about kurt Cobain. ah Some uh, that is some Paul Rock there if I've ever heard some. Yeah, it is. Um, Candlebox, no, nah, no, thank you. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah, you didn't again, like, the last like one. um, Ammonia and Sponge. It's just that <laughs> that nineties like not quite grungy. It's not quite grunge. This sounds. It just sounds like a poor man's Alice in Chains. With a little bit of Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Did you like Katie Lang? Oh. Yeah, she's all right. Not constant craving. No, she's not constant craving at all. Um, I don't like Mr. Bungle. Um, I'll give you no, a reason. Skip. No, I was about to kind of just give you a little backstory. Is like, go on. People fucking is it the pretentious love, fans? Yeah, they fucking love Mike Patton, and it's like, look. <laughs> having, he, he having can just seeing over three octaves. Okay. Having just seen him. Um, of footage of him trying to hit a drone that was filming him for a music festival and not being successful is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Mr. Mungo, like, oh man, like, there's, there's a bunch of people in my, my grade that fucking loved anything that he put out. And I'm like, stop encouraging him. Um, <laughs> now, Dog's Eye View, you might think, hey, wait, did Paul sneak some Counting Crows on here? Because it certainly sounds like it. Yeah, it does. Um, it is. It's the singer, right? Well, um, Adam Juritz from Counting Crows discovered these guys, and um, yeah, and he and didn't he's... have them destroyed for sounding exactly <laughs> like him. <laughs> Killed them. Um, <laughs> I have to read uh, read out some lyrics. Um, so there's there's a bit where it's like, you can count on me to start to doubt it. The devil's not in the details. The devil's in my pants. It's shoot oh, first, boy. apologize later. Oh no! Jesus Christ! Louis C.K.'s motto. <laughs> oh, so that's Dog's Eye View, um, who just like just going to put a cum joke um, in the middle of a pretty decent song. Gross. Um, was it about Green Day? Ruined. Green Day um, came out with a, like a year after Dookie. Um, this was apparently like a bit of a fuck you to everyone that was telling, calling him sellout. Um, Billy Joe was like really upset by that. Um, so they came out uh, with this album. Um, Insomniac. B sides. Uh, look, I like this album. I like it. I like it just as much as Dookie. It's got some of the best, oh, yeah. some of my favorite songs on it. The bass on this album is amazing. Um, apparently, they used to drink coffee before they started recording, so it was like really, really intense. Uh, the I have to um, look. Stuck with me is one of my favorite. And I got a sh- I, look. When I used to like, there's a I got a friend Nick who used to like. Uh, I there's there's a song in here that I used to try and play on bass. I've never been able to play it before, um, and I can't mention this album without sort of um, showing it because I just love the bass line so much. Oh, 
not actually doesn't sound that hard, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's Stuart in the Avenue. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Insomniac is a, it's a great album. Um, we're getting through it, guys. We're getting through. Um, yeah, there's still a lot to go. Let's um, go on. So let's stay in the punk thing. Let's go to Melancholy. Um, Life on a Plate. Fucking love this album. Um, not as much as. There you go, Laura. Um, Someone likes it. Did she? Did Did you? Did what? Did she say uh, that uh, likes it? No, I always get told off for not giving bands a chance when I might like them, but I I've heard, you, like, I don't hate it. I think you would like Melancholin. Melancholin was a, like, I used to get mercilessly teased when, after high school, when I got into the more sort of, like, street punky band, like, everyone hated Melancholin because they looked like a bunch of surfers and, like, skaters, which they kind of were. Um, uh, and they did have songs like this. That song's called Move Your Car, which is about moving your car. Um, there's also one in here. That's, um, it's one called Story of My Life, which is all about being a vegetarian, um, which is, was really cool at the time. Um, I, this, yeah, this is really, really good. Is that this a Dead is, Kennedy song? Uh, I'm sure Story... No, uh, Social Distortion's got one called Story of My Life, too. Oh. That won't fucking end. Um, <laughs> it goes on for... It feels like that, that... That song goes for like five minutes. It feels like eight. Um what have you? Let's let's go to you. I've I've been talking too much. Who else? Um, there's been this is like every other month. There's been so many things that like I kind of like that were kind of good. Green Day, this album, I didn't really even know it existed after Dookie. I didn't know that this was around. Like there was there was no hits on it for me. Jesus. Um, Brain I'm Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's my least favorite song of theirs ever. But like, it's it's Brain Stew is like you know. Yeah, I guess. It's after Dookie. It's just because I didn't have Insomniac growing up. We were watching like, a band once um, and they were doing a lot of covers and then they started doing Brain Stew, um, which if you don't know, Brain Stew goes, Dan-an, <laughs> There's a lot of breaks in this. Yeah. So they do the first couple of chords and then I just went, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> right in a break. <laughs> Um, and it was and it was heard by people around me and i was thought of as a dick even more so on no doubt um who doesn't like green day they're just trying the best man i am i quite liked rocket from the crypt yeah they're pretty good um yeah yeah i I, um i really liked uh um on a rope that's probably one of the biggest songs yeah but um yeah, it's a band that I really wanted to get into back in the day, like them and Jawbreaker. If I had known about them like earlier, oh my lord, um, I would have, I would have from, written a bunch of songs just like them. Um, yeah. From what I'm told, they they are a bit more diverse in this album as well. Like they their sound mm. has changed a lot, so they've got I think a, horn section. a good one. Yeah, I think they've got a horn section like in other albums too. So um, it's not an Alex horn section, though, is it? Uh, did you like Cecilia by the guy from Madness? <laughs> I liked it. Mm, I don't, I don't love his voice. I like Suggs' voice. Suggs can read me the dictionary. And it will sound like this. I like A some of madness. alligator. B is for bear. But, <laughs> yeah. Nah, I love Suggs. Fuck you. Um, I liked Maloko quite a lot. That, that, was, that was not the Maloko that I remember. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've got them confused with the cardigans, maybe. Okay. Which is funny because I have a song called Tight Sweater. Um, 
Chumbawamba is not. Um, <laughs> we get Does the guy down. sing any songs? Is he even on here? I don't know, but like I listened to, I'm pretty sure this whole album, and it's just a woman singing the whole time, and it's actually yes, it's, pretty decent. Yeah, well, it's, it's but it's like everyone just sings Chumbawamba, and they think I get knocked down. But that guy, and like she's very much in the background when you see him. Like she, even though she sings part of that song, it's all about the guy at the front. Um, but they were like complete anarchists, apparently. Like they were like, enc- they went on TV and encouraged people to steal their records. Yeah, yeah, like there was, it was weird. They were quite good. Um, the magnetic fields. I thought you might like them. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> All right. Look, there was there was a lot on here. I could not delve that right. deep into it. And there's a lot of names now. Like we're stepping slightly beyond the mid '90s now towards the late '90s. Mm. There's a lot of bands that I was aware of more, but I didn't know they started this early. Yep. Um, and this is one that I'd heard the name of, <laughs> kind of heard it around a little bit. It's all right. This song would be so much better as a radio edit and take out that last bit because it goes on for way too long. But we'll, uh, we'll stick around for the intro because it's really good. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's a great song that stuck around for a while. So like yeah. you know them, but the rest of it is like yeah, it's. I'm one hundred percent that um, radio DJs would like phase that song out because there's a huge oh, in- yeah. instrumental at the end that just is not not necessary. Um, are you a pulp fan? I don't think you are. Ah, uh, I think you'll find yourself to be incorrect. Oh really? I thought you didn't like him. Okay. I didn't think pulp. that I liked them, and then they opened for the Pixies once. Mm-hmm. I was like, this Jarvis Cocker dude's all right. I know a lot of these songs. He's really catchy. <laughs> um, and Disco 2000 is yeah, an absolute great. banger. That's great. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's another one. Good stuff. That, um, that's like primo Britpop right there. Yeah. Yeah. They, when they did it, they did it really, really well. Um, I've never been a huge Pulp fan, but like, yeah, Common People, Disco 2000, that's like decent stuff. Um, There's another band. I don't know if you'll save them till the end, but I feel it's such a good album and it was very important, but I hate that um, she was using the, is it called a bindi? Okay. What's this? Um... People in uh, like Indian Hindu type cultures where they have the little oh, you talk about no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I was saving that, but we can talk about it now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I really like it, and oh, it's it's to... so good. Yeah, they they were amazing. Like they 100 percent peaked right now, but the thing she's done recently as well. I'm like oh, Gwen, what has she done recently? I think she she's been called out again for. Cultural appropriation. Okay. And she's like, no, I'm, it's, I'm paying homage to it. I've got a great uncle that lived there. Or I don't know. Some baloney. But, like, she's doing things that aren't of her culture. And she thinks she's like, oh, I'm bringing it to the masses and this is good for it. But you're yeah. confusing a lot of people. And yeah, it's not know. yours. Um, but this is yeah. such a good album. If you look Why do you have to if, dress like that? If you, um, <laughs> if you look at... Um... If you 
Google Gwen Stefani Indian. The the the, the um things that come up is a timeline of Gwen Stefani's history of cultural appropriation and Vice yeah. says Gwen Stefani should have been cancelled a long time ago. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. Oh, because she did a Native American video as well. Um, yeah. Back in the day. Um, yeah, look, but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> Sunday Morning's one of my favourite songs of all time. <laughs> I fucking love that song. Um, I love the film clip where they're making pasta. <laughs> And I'm sure this must have been mentioned on the, was that 60 songs that changed oh, the yeah. 90s? Don't Speak has to be in there, is it not? Uh, I believe Just a Girl is. Okay. Well, one of the two. I would have picked Don't Speak, but... did you Have you watched the, um, ever seen the clip for that? The music video for that? Don't Speak? Yeah. Yeah, where they're in the room and there's the room next to them. But did, no, that's that's just a girl. Don't speak to someone where they're like, where they're like fighting and there's like a lot of like tension because apparently like they were fighting that day, and they oh. made, they made the narrative. There's a there's a small three second scene where Pat Smears playing with the bassist because the bassist oh, yeah. is thinking yeah. about no, stuff that yes. he used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, what's, what's he doing? Apparently, like, they're all they're friends from the punk days because, like, back when he was in the germs, I think, like, um, yeah. a lot of No Doubt's players were back. Apparently, the bass player for No Doubt is now playing with the Offspring. Yes, he is. Um, they ditched their bass player because he was a dickhead and he was ruining the shows. Oh, really? What, what was he doing? Oh, he's just a dickhead. I will look into this. <laughs> I like, I like, a, I like a, a SoCal punk, punk gossip. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, Just a Girl, um, Spiderwebs, uh, even the the Tragic Kingdom, like the the song, the title track is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was very close to being um, my favorite. But is is that the next album? Is that the one we're saving? No, to no, the very I'm, end? I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying anything just yet. But I'm just saying that like oh. it, was, it was definitely in the running for it. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, um, oh, one thing I wanted to say is, um, the, one of the Cypress Hill songs through your set in the air is the one that I think they're playing at the Hullabalooza on the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, <laughs> of course, I was wondering why that was on there. It's like, this song is no good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about melancholy and the infinite sadness. Um, let's talk about half of it because half of it's good and half of it's very indulgent. <laughs> Do you mean like half as in one disc or no, no, just picking the, the, out a, half the songs? A, a greatest hits of like all the songs. <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, we've had our discussions about Mr. William Corgan. Um, he is a he is an enigma to me. He's so fucking weird. Um, but when I hear... Um, I mean... It's so good. This album, and the, the thing is, like, it's hard though. So it's hard to say the album is all good because, like, there's a lot of here that's like just filler. Yeah. Um. I'm... Less, I, I, and I'll say, I'll say less than I did before. Like when I first heard this um, album, like back in '95, like I was probably, I probably liked about like six songs off it. But, like listening to it now. And going and appreciating stuff, I'm like, oh, there's like actually quite a lot of stuff in here that's pretty decent. Yeah, there's a lot more that you don't realize. Like, oh, this is one that I actually did like and enjoy, yeah. but it wasn't, you know, tonight. So I just didn't yeah. really care. 
Um, I love this song. I was... Boys Fear the Tread. This is one that I would not have picked out when I first listened to it. Later in the song, there's that there's that little background bit. It's like... I forget, like, they had that grungy element to them. Mm, yeah. Because after this, like they, they get very they electronic. They did it really well. After this, they get a bit electronic with um, Ava Adora and stuff like that. But, like, you've got Bodies. You've got um, uh, O to No One. Um, Here is No Y. Zero is fucking banger. Um, my all-time favorite song of this album is Tonight Tonight. I can listen to that song any time of the day, at any time of the year. And I fucking will stop and listen to that song. I love it to death. Is amazing. I had um, the intro title track as my alarm for the longest time. Oh, really? Melancholy? Yeah. Such a beautiful way to wake up. Um, oh, yeah, no doubt. And like they, they mm. had like this whole... Um, like, I'm not sure if it, it's obviously not like a um, an album about it, but like they kept that whole early French expressionist film stuff for the, like the artwork. And also, also like the Tonight Tonight film clip had that as well. Um, it's all based on that first film, like to the moon and stuff, and it's like it, that's the steampunky stuff that I kind of liked as well. Um, but when I first saw Built with Butterfly Wings, like the film clip for it, like I mean, like, I mean that chorus is like it's just amazing for it for at that stage of me being a fifteen year old. Jesus, <laughs> can I can I tell you my um, semi embarrassing story about definitely. So it was 98, maybe 99, mm-hmm. um, which again, we talked about this before, like it felt so, like this album seems like it came out decades before. Mm. It was only like three or four years from the release when this was happening. Yeah, yeah. But the timing, like, oh, this we've missed it. It's too late. It's gone. But anyway, I'm sat in class with this kid called Jonathan. Okay. And he's scratching into the desk the lyrics. And he wrote, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. What's that from? Did not click with me at all. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought he was saying, I'm still just ready to cave. <laughs> and I'd, I'd seen the lyrics. I've heard people sing them. Yeah. But I just, the first time I heard it, it was like, I'm still just ready to cave. But that's it. And that's, that's just like what it was. Oasis calling someone a wanker. <laughs> it's just, you know, misheard lyrics. It's like, it's... I mean, that probably makes sense and it could be true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I saw him write it. I saw him carve it into his desk while wearing like a pumpkin's jumper. Jesus. Oh, the zero like, one? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think so. I so wanted the zero t shirt. Oh, man. Because, um, yeah, even that film clip for um, zero. It's got like that sort of old, sort of steampunky type, sort of old feel to it as well. Is this um, when the hair went as well? No. So, oh yeah. So that's, I believe, right after Butterfly Wings, he shaved it because when you see this film clip, to have. The Bullet Butterfly Wings Zero and all like that, and then also have 1979, like fucking hell. It's just, it's just too, too good. It's so good, but I never feel like it fits anywhere. 1979. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that song. It's kind of right smack in the middle of two very somber, um, uh, songs. But like well. even on, I remember on Clerks too. When Kevin Smith put it in there, and he's like, "I can't believe no one's used this in a film. Like it's a perfect song." But it's in that 
on the album, on the greatest hits, wherever I've heard it, it never feels like it's like it actually suits anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I like for me, like I'm sure for some people it's it's perfect, but it just I don't know, there's it's not something missing. The song's amazing. Yeah. I just I don't know. So Maybe it's too good for everything around it. Let's um let us work out our best of then. So what are you gonna do for song, album and movie? I'm going to cheat with my movie and call More Rats. Oh, fuck you off. You can't do that. Yeah, More Rats was also released, but we've already done a it, whole... It song. came out. <sighs> no, uh, okay. Right. came out October 95. Then what? I'm doing a top five songs. No. Um. <laughs> ne- next on the list is, is Copycat or Get Shorty. So I'm going to say To Die For, so that's going to be... Well, I didn't watch that, so I can't have that, can I? No, you can't, no. My, my original movie of the month um, before I spoke to you was Powder. <laughs> you can have that too. Can make a no. stand, make a stand, make a powder I don't stand. Want to make that kind of stand. Okay, so uh, my album is melancholy easily. Yeah, yeah, same here. Was um, was no doubt was close though. No doubt was close because it's more consistent. Um, I liked oh, yeah. nearly every um song of that album. Um, uh, and then for song, because like originally it was going to be Tragic Kingdom as album and Tonight's Night for the song. But now I'm going to give Smashing Pumpkins the the album, and I'm going to give oh. uh, Sunday Morning by No Doubt oh. the song. I thought um, you were going to give it to Tonight Tonight still. <laughs> no, no. And I was going to do um, I was uh, Where the World Roses Grow was also up there for song too. But um, I don't know. It was like for <laughs> me, me and my wife really liked Sunday Morning. Like it came on once um, when we were still uh, listening to radio in the car, and we both like we both kind of said at the same time. I was like, oh, I really like this song. So, yeah, um, I have to say Sunday Morning by No Doubt. Nice. Uh, what's your song? I, uh, you, you may be shocked. You may have already picked up on it. Uh, Disco 2000. Disco 2000. Oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah Common People was up there too. Um, yeah, I like that, but I was just like, I don't like Pulp enough. <laughs> to, and also there's got like Mill and Columns up there too, but this is not my favorite album of theirs. Like, that's still to come. So, um, yeah. Ma- magnetic fields that that banger would have been in there um no doubt would have had a chance as plenty of smashing pumpkin songs that could have been considered even oasis shame supernova yeah morning glory even insomnia could have been up there too it's just um it is like i mean i suppose not to be like the the general fan but like um coming so close after dookie it, it does feel like sort of yeah like a b-sides or a dookie two um, yeah. but I still find the songs that there like a- unbelievably good. Um, so yeah. Um, huh. we did it. Yeah, we did it. Cool. It's not bad. If you want to get in contact with us, it's, uh, living the passport at gmail.com. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. We have little spurts that we put stuff up and sometimes we don't, um, <laughs> we got, uh, do you think on spooky pod? Um, that's, uh, coming fairly soon. <laughs> Probably at the end of this at the end of this run. Coming soon. Did you just yeah. say coming soon. Coming soon. People um, love it coming soon. They do. Uh so yeah. It's it's been a it's been a big one, it's been a long one, but uh thanks for sticking around. Thanks for giving us your precious, precious time. Thanks for putting up with all those terrible films. At least you don't have to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> um can I just tell you that right now, as it stands. Um I've made a list. What of- have you done? I've made a list of um, films that I've watched for this season. And it stands good at 54 films. Oh, that's, that's, 
Yeah, that's, that's, just for this mm, season. Yeah, it's not too bad. Nah, at some point I'm gonna go through and just like make like listeners just work out how many how many movies how many hours of put into nineties. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys later. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.